Welcome to season six of the Shock Your Potential podcast. I'm your host, Michael Sherlock. This year, we have something completely new for you. As we launch our new career coaching community, we will be sharing excerpts from our weekly live sessions of The Enlightened Workplace. The Enlightened Workplace is a work environment where all team members are committed to personal and professional development and who have a commitment to serve the company mission and the vision to the highest standards. Creating an enlightened workplace starts with enlightened employees and enlightened leaders. It may not be easy, but it is definitely worth the effort. Listen in to another excerpt that will shock your potential and guide your path towards an enlightened workplace. We're going to have a fun time today because we're going to talk about making time your friend. So of course, it's going to be fun. Time is a really funny thing. So I wanted to start off by uh, sharing something with you. So I have this uh, cookbook. As you see, it has lots of little tabs in it. These are just the recipes I'm planning to make in the next couple of weeks. Uh, this is something I bought myself a couple, of, I don't know, probably five years ago. And it's got 500 recipes that have all been uh, created and or not created, but tested by America's Test Kitchen. And so they break it down to like, how do you really make this recipe really work? So last night I made this recipe called Kashari, which is according to the book is considered a traditional, uh, the national dish of Egypt. Whether that is true or not, I have no idea. But it, there are lots and lots of steps to this dish. So it has in it, it has elbow macaroni, it has basmati rice, it has green lentils, chickpeas, uh, a tomato sauce in all these herbs. It has onions that you have browned and fried and it has parsley and vinegar. It's got all this stuff. But the key to this recipe and why I bring this up is not because of course I'm, it's kind of making me hungry again. Um, thank goodness there's enough leftovers for me to have for lunch today is that there are multiple steps that are uh, are part of this. Number one, the first, and you kind of, you have to do some of them in order. So you have to do the fried onions first because the oil that you fry the onions in, you have to use for other parts of the recipe. But in the midst of all this, you have to get the rice ready and then you have to cook the lentils and you have to cook the macaroni and then you have to cook the tomato sauce and put the chickpeas in that and put that aside. So I thought after reading the recipe at least 10 times that I had this down, like I'm totally ready. I'm going to get this all done. I had everything prepped so that when my husband came home from work, that we could actually make it together. So I got, you know, the garlic all chopped and I had the parsley all you know, chopped up and I had the macaroni all measured and ready to go and the salt and the pans and I heated up the water. But what I had forgotten to do uh, was read again that you had to do the onions first and they take about 30 minutes because you have to slice the onions, which we had sliced. You have to put salt on them, put them in the microwave. Then you have to take them out of the microwave. Then you have to rinse them, but I forgot about the rinsing part. You know, then you have to dry them. So you have to rinse them and dry them because they've got a lot of salt on them. And then you have to wait for them to really get dry before you fry them. Otherwise you splatter and they don't cook as nice. So I was already 30 minutes behind. 
So I kind of cheated in the beginning and I just, you know, I cooked them for about five to seven minutes or so. And then I took some of the oil to start, you know, section number two of the recipe because each section took about 15 to 30 minutes, depending on what it was. And so I got a little of the oil. I'm like, this is going to be fine. And it was fine. It was, you know, it was moving right along, but I still started out a little behind. Now we started cooking a little bit later because I wanted so hard to get through my entire to-do list yesterday that I started the actual cooking time about 20 minutes later than I normally would. So now I got two things of time going against me. I started late and I didn't read all the directions uh, quite right. But I kind of caught up, I got it going, because it tells you, you know, do this, cook the macaroni, do that. But I'm like, well, if you did those all one at a time, there's no way you'd get this dish put together unless you had like five hours to put it together. So I said, I'm going to cook the lentils at the same time that I'm going to cook the macaroni. And I'm going to start the sauce and I'm going to let the onions finish cooking. So regardless, so now we get to the point where now everything's rolling. I'm like, this is great. I'm back on track. The onions are done. I'm ready to use the onion oil for the last piece. And I'd forgotten something. You're supposed to take the basmati rice and add hot water to it, not to cook it yet, but just to put hot water on it for 15 minutes in order to add it to the last pot. And then that has... It has two levels of how you use the rice. So now I'm panicked because now we're really later than when we usually eat dinner. In the end, I thought, well, I could get really stressed about this and get really upset. Or I can try and do a couple little things like maybe go ahead and put it in the microwave for two minutes. Maybe take care of five minutes of that pre-soaking time, but not enough to cook it. In the end, we probably ate about 30 minutes later than we normally would. So we weren't starving to death. The meal was phenomenal. But what I thought was interesting is one of my brother-in-laws, we always share recipes. And I sent him the pictures and I sent him, you know, he has the same cookbook. So I told him what pages and he's looking at it. He goes, oh my gosh, did you do the crispy uh, onions? I'm like, yes, I did. And I, he goes, I think I'm going to make this. And I said, okay, I'll tell you what, before you make it, call me, don't text me, call me the day before. Don't call me the day after, call me the day before. So I can tell you everything I learned in the process of how to better organize what I did, what I was doing and how it affected the outcome. Because he's a single guy, but he's dating a new gal and she's got a couple kids. So I'm pretty sure he's gonna try and use this to impress her. Although that would be great for them to have maybe like a joint cooking session with it, I can give him some tips from my mistakes and my awareness to do it better and to manage the time appropriately. When it was all said and done, I thought this is going to be a great lesson to share tomorrow because time can either be our friend or it can be something that's eating away at us something that causes us stress, especially when we're talking about our to-do lists and things that are expectations for us in our jobs, our careers, our businesses, our lives. So how we manage it is really, really important. But how we manage it is not as important as the awareness of how we manage it. I don't know if you guys have noticed, we have a theme. I try not in these sessions just to teach us something but to teach us something that has to do with starting at a level of awareness.
that it's great to have a top 10 tips of here's what you do to do this. And if you follow these 10 steps, you're going to get to success. But mostly every step is about how your heightened awareness can really and should really dictate where you go tomorrow. We can only be as good today as we can be good today, but we can be better tomorrow based on what we know. So some of the uh, highlights that we had for identifying this program today was kind of some questions, you know, have you ever reached the end of your work day and said, I don't really know where the time went? Like that just blew away. Wouldn't it be great if I had an extra hour of time? You know, really, how can I do better so I can get more done? But all those questions really come down to the ultimate question of what is it we're trying to accomplish? And I don't just mean our to-do list or with our jobs, but what are we really trying to do? Why is it important to make more time? Because here I'm going to tell us this. First of all, somebody asked a great question that I thought was amazing. If you actually really did have one more hour a day, what would you do with it? Would you be purposeful with it? Or would that hour get frittered away like we do other hours? Would we lose minutes or 10 minutes or half an hours or hours or full days by being sidetracked or distractions or disruptions? And I think we can all honestly say that we've all done that. We've all been in those points where something, whether it took us off course for five minutes, 50 minutes or five hours, Instead of a sense of what is there that we could do? How could we make sure that we can make use of that extra hour? So I'm here to tell you, we all actually do have that extra hour. We just maybe don't use it correctly right now. So how can we do that? Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. If today's episode sparks your interest for more, hop over to our Shock Your Potential website and learn more about our enlightened workplace community today. Simply go to shockyourpotential.com.